And takes him over. Crotches him. Body slam. And the little Aussie going to town. Idle caught in the corner with Rich. Hey, man, let me tell you something about superstar Bill Dundee. I work with Superstar, man, night after night after night, man. I learned a lot from that guy. Big as a minute. Maybe he's 5'7". Should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, had tremendous fire. Had tremendous uh, mean streak as a heel. Uh, was a great trash talker, a great promo. Uh, I loved working with Superstar Bill Dundee, man. Now, I know some people say, well, he's bragging today. He's all fired up. Yeah, but if you've got something good, you tell the people's brother. Welcome to Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories Podcast. We've got a very special guest this week, as promised, the Mid-South Progeny, Bam Bam Bundy. Bundy, how you doing? Rex, what's going on, brother? It's good to talk to you, man. You're a busy man. We've had trouble catching up with each other. You stay on the road. I do, man. It <laughs> seems like I live out of my little explorer. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I actually got a chance to see you. You've been working a little closer to me, and I've seen you a little bit more regular than I, I have um, in the last couple of years. I started watching you, I guess, about uh, four or five years ago, maybe four years ago. And, uh, like I, I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was uh, for USA Wrestling. Uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, it was a couple of years ago. I was doing some uh, uh, promotion and, and working, and I kept running into. I knew your name. I'd actually, you know, I, I'll be honest, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to you. Uh, uh, just didn't catch my eye, or maybe I was doing something else. But uh, uh, going through the town, talking to the people, they kept saying Bam Bam Bundy. I'm like, what the hell? Why, why is this guy? You know, what, maybe I ought to look at this guy. And uh, uh, you were helping with that promotion, and uh, we met. And I made a note to give you a little time. Not that it mattered to you, but uh, we'll see what's, what's special about this guy. And then I started seeing your work, and I started seeing your attitude. I started seeing your perseverance. And um, I will say in my judgment that you have been growing <coughs> steadily, consistently, moving forward. And no matter what task you were given, you took it. And didn't have a bad attitude, didn't question it. You just made the most of it and worked the same commitment and passion to wrestling. And uh, uh, it's good to watch somebody have that attitude and see it pay off as you moved up the ranks, got some gold around your waist, started traveling the country, booked all over. And uh, like I said, that's, that's about as much as I'm going to talk today. But go ahead, Monday. Rex, thank you so much, man. To have something like that come from a guy that travels the world with a legend like Bill Dundee, man, that truly means a lot to me. Um, man, I, I'm just speechless with what, that introduction you just gave me, man. Well, I don't, I don't hand that out freely, and I appreciate you being on the podcast, but it is. It, be at a place to where you can see a young guy develop and, and grow and understand struggles, the challenges, and, and see, see the perseverance and hard work you know, play out. It's, it's good to see. Gives everybody hope. Well, man, and, and I try, man, because I'm, I'm a first-generation wrestler. You know, I didn't have – I didn't have any family in the business, so I came into this at 18 very, very, very green. 
Welcome to Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories Podcast. We've got a very special guest this week, as promised, the Mid-South Progeny, Bam Bam Bundy. Bundy, how you doing? Rex, what's going on, brother? It's good to talk to you, man. You're a busy man. We've had trouble catching up with each other. You stay on the road. I do, man. <laughs> it seems like I live out of my little explorer. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I actually got a chance to see you. You've been working a little closer to me, and I've seen you a little bit more regular than I, I have um, in the last couple of years. I started watching you, I guess, about uh, four or five years ago, maybe four years ago. And, uh, like I, I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was uh, for USA Wrestling uh, in Jackson, Tennessee. It was a couple of years ago. I was doing some uh, uh, promotion and, and working, and I kept running into – I knew your name. I'd actually you – know, I'll be honest, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to you. Uh, uh, just didn't catch my eye, or maybe I was doing something else. But uh, uh, going through the town, talking to the people, they kept saying, Bam Bam Bundy. I'm like, what the hell? Why, why is this guy, you know, what – Maybe I ought to look this guy. And uh, uh, you were helping with that promotion, and uh, we met. And I made a note to give you a little time, not that it mattered to you, but uh, we'll see what's, what's special about this guy. And then I started seeing your work, and I started seeing your attitude. I started seeing your perseverance. And uh, I will say in my judgment that you have been growing <coughs> steadily, consistently, moving forward, and no matter what task you were given, you took it and didn't have a bad attitude, didn't question it. You just made the most of it and worked the same commitment and passion to wrestling. And uh, uh, it's good to watch somebody have that attitude and see it pay off as you moved up the ranks, got some gold around your waist, started traveling the country, booked all over. And um, like I said, that's, that's about as much as I'm going to talk today. But go ahead. Well, man, first off, let me say thank you so much for the compliments. For all you chicken breeders out there, if you're looking for new chicken coops, you call Chicken Partners at telephone 336-391-9773, and you will get a hell of a deal, and you'll get 10% off, and tell them the superstar told you to call. Very green at 18, and I learned very quickly that to do anything in this business, you have to put absolutely everything you have into it. Now, you grew up in Bolivar, Tennessee. I did. Uh, Bolivar, Tennessee is a little small town across the east of Memphis. Uh, fun note, a fun little history fact. It's also where Wayne Ferris is from, oh, the okay. honky talk man. All right. Well, uh, so you grew up uh, right in the heart of, of Memphis territory, watching it on TV. I did. Uh, were you, uh, was your family fans? or They were. Actually, uh, this is something a lot of people don't know. Uh, known a couple of years uh eddie bond who's a legendary rockabilly singer yes, uh was the man that owned the radio station that got jerry lawler to officially meet fargo to become a wrestler now, eddie bond that. is my godfather okay wow that is a historical connection so uh if, if the desire came about you had some kind of in or out or exposure nobody was telling you this is dumb or telling squashing your dream were they Oh, man, everybody in the world told me this was going to be dumb, you know. A 18-year-old wasn't going to make it. When did you uh, make that decision? You, you're always a lifelong fan from kids? Yeah. I've been a life. yeah, I was a lifelong fan. Uh, I made the decision later in life, actually, after my father died when I was 17. 
and that go to lawyer. I figured I could always go back and get an education. There's only one time I could chase my dream. Yeah, I guess you know something is, is moving as that. Sometimes it stops you and you start valuing life and knowing that it's not a dress rehearsal. You better do what you want to do. Yeah, most definitely. Now, so at 18, you started training right out of it, high school. You finished high school. I, I did. Uh, I, I went to college at the University of Alabama for a little bit. Uh, that didn't pan out for me. And I came right on back home and uh, met with uh, – I actually went to a local show with my Uncle Eddie, and he introduced me to Brian Christopher, and it all started from there. Training. Yes, sir. Brian Christopher and Kevin White were the hands that trained me. Wow. Uh, that's pretty impressive stock that you were trained by. Uh, how did that training go? How, how long uh, – I know Most Brian definitely, man. A, a lot of people – Brian was rough, man, and I don't know who was tougher on me, Brian or Kevin White, but uh, I trained for roughly about a year and a half before I finally had my first match. Oh, yes, sir. This wasn't one of those, you know, you trained for now six minutes and get thrown uh, into the ring. Later, the bond that, that, uh, and friendship, brotherhood that, that you and Brian had because uh, he didn't just slam me through something. He gave me real training, and uh, I guess – you had to get your feelings hurt a couple of times and have some bruises and uh, earn every bit of it. He didn't do the anything, did he? I did, man. And, you know, well, you know, it's funny you said that because a lot of the bumps and bruises didn't come in the ring. A lot of them came mentally and emotionally. Uh, Brian wasn't shy about his training or uh, because it what he had to say to somebody. Good. Tell you how great you, you stuck up the joint, you stuck up the joint, and he let you know. You learned to appreciate that, didn't you? Exactly. He was going to tell me exactly how it was. If, if it had been done any different, I don't believe you'd be at the level that you are now. No, I don't either. I don't either. I, I, I'd still be a 40-miler making 20 bucks well, each show. he gave you the core foundation. You weren't handed a, a free ticket after that just because Brian had put you through the training because he pre- prepared you for the ups and downs and, and, and the life, didn't he? Oh, most definitely, man. And it was so much harder with it being Brian as my trainer. You know, there, there was people that just didn't like Brian at times, and, and that would be taken out on me because he was my trainer. Young student teacher... You know, now don't get me wrong. I said beyond student teacher, what? it developed into something a little bit different. Um, real friendship, huh? Became my my absolute best friend. Uh, we even to the point we lived together for almost a year. Uh, Bundy, did, did Brian point you in the right direction uh, about where to start trying to find work or booking? Yeah, man, he did actually. Brian did me a lot of help. He uh, he would actually get me booked with him as part of his deal to get booked, and would give me the opportunity to go out there and work and make the connections and do well enough jobs that the promotions would bring me back. And uh, yeah, he got your foot in the door and maybe a, a look for you, but uh, nobody's gonna keep booking you if you're not uh, doing what you're supposed to and advancing and, and uh, not you stay there on your own. Exactly. 
You know, just just because somebody gets you in the door doesn't mean that you're permanently there and you have a spot. Yeah, you just uh, got an opportunity. Uh, what you do with it is up to you. And uh, I think you were prepared properly to make the most of it, and you have. What, what did you initially? Where was your first match? My first match was in a little small town called Gadsden, Tennessee. Who did you work? I worked a guy by the name of Eric Hayes. Who is uh, part of the, the famed Hayes family up around the Dyersburg area? Uh, you didn't throw up, did you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did, man. I, I tell you, because I was doing so good, Rex. I was doing great. And then I hooked Eric for a suplex and I threw up all over him. I just had nerves like I couldn't believe. And I just looked at Eric and was like, I'm sorry, we're going home. Uh, did you get a pop out of that? Well, kind of, but I don't think anybody really knew it, man. We covered it up okay, so well. Okay. Uh, well, uh, did that kind of give you um, a complex the next couple matches? Like, oh, no, oh, no. Or yeah, it, it, up? it did. And it happened a couple more times, man. Uh, uh, the one thing that I didn't know how to do was to actually breathe while doing all the stuff that I do. So I would get so worked up, and I'd lose my breath, and, I mean, it would just – I'd, I'd puke. Now, uh, what year was that when you first came? <laughs> that was 2012 okay. when I had uh, my very first match. I guess I may have seen you 13, 14, but I really remember maybe in 14 uh, taking notice to you. Maybe that – is that about the time you came to Burt uh, Prince's USA? Yeah, uh, I, I, well, I came to Burton in 2013, um, started doing his uh, TV shows up out of Metropolis, Illinois, for a small TV station called WSIL, which was right out of Cape Girardeau. Casino show. Yeah, the casino shows. Yeah. Maybe short-lived, but... Uh... Probably, I think everybody enjoyed themselves on those trips. We did, man. You know, and I tell everybody, I, I miss that roster we had. We had guys that that truly went out there and gave one hundred percent in everything they did. Now, uh, I know you're not taking anything away from the USA roster now because uh, that seems to be a solid uh, group of guys that are kind of grown not too far apart from each other and are developing building feuds and relationships and fan base kind of together. It's uh, kind of hitting right, I think. Uh, oh, it, it, it is, man. Everything we're doing with USA right now is absolutely fantastic. And I'm not taking anything away from the guys, man. It's just, you know, nothing's better than when you first started and what everybody feels like, you know. And Did Brian get you, uh, uh, help get you uh, opportunity to get booked with our friends? Do what now? Did, did Brian help you get an, an opportunity to get booked with Bart Prentice? Well, actually, no. Um, okay. The, that went to a guy by the name of Casey Gold. Uh, Casey's our, our head commentator for our TV show now. And Casey really helped Briefly me. did the podcast, and I had a ball, and I talked too much with him, too, I guess. So. But yeah, it, so he, it was because of Casey Gold that I, I solidified a spot down there at the, the USA roster. Brian at the time was more going, you know, to the Indianas and the Illinois and everything else outside of this area, and that's where he was helping me get booked. Okay. 
Um, they've been, uh, I've known Bert since 1987, and uh, he's family to me. And, uh, everybody's got a story, Bert Prince story. And, but I, I tell you what, and some are good, some are bad, or some are twisted or whatever. But uh, um, he's always been uh, a friend, a friend to the fan, a friend to the worker, uh, a friend to the business. I mean, when there's been dry spells in this business and people thought it was on life support, he at least kept it alive, running territory-type business and running it like it used to be. And uh, I mean, uh, to me, that's what he, he's, he's done a major part in this part of the region of the country. Keep wrestling going and live and, and give younger people a chance to see what we grew up with and what we've been talking about and a, a choice and alternative to, to other programming. And uh, it gives back to the community, whether it's toys for tots or helping the fan that had a fuel or a wreck. Or, I mean, uh, yeah, I tell you, man, Burt Prentice is literally the nicest guy I've ever <laughs> met in this. Okay, business. somebody's going to drug test you at that point, but uh, I well, agree with you. but but he well just. What I mean is, he has a great heart. Bert will do anything for everybody. Now, does he get a little mad sometimes and get a little irate? Yes, but that's just Bert, and that's just the human he is. But the man has the greatest heart out of anybody I've met in this business. People confuse his work ethic with uh, being a jackass sometimes, or grouchy, or mean, or uh, but it's just trying to wear so many hats and, and do so much work and. and you're right, but, but Burt Prentice also tries to make sure everybody on his roster has enough money to make sure their families are fed at the end of the day and all the fans are taken well care of. Whether, like you said, if you have a wreck, if you got sick, whatever, Burt Prentice will be the first person to help you out and run a show to make sure you got the money you need to survive. But you know that, that most promoters will tell you that their job is bottom line to uh, singly to make money. And I agree, it should be. Um, but what you just described, he sees that as uh, part of his job, too, what you just said, taking care of the workers and taking care of the fans. And, uh, that's a full job description for what he does. I mean, that's, that's his heart. That is his heart. But, uh, it is. And, and Bert makes sure – because Bert understands that you don't have a wrestling show if you don't have wrestlers. And you don't have wrestlers if the wrestlers aren't happy. Uh, now, uh, we don't want to uh, sound too crazy. I'm sure that we both have had some moments with him and uh, haven't been – singing his praise at that moment. He can be tough. Um, then oh, man, I, I tell you, tell I, it nicely, I, but, uh, I, Bert Prentice is favorite guy to fire. <laughs> How many times have you been fired? Man, I quit counting after 20. Okay. Well, but, you know, the cool thing about that means that I may have been fired 20, but that means I was hired 21 because I'm still on the roster. And uh, you've, uh, you've kind of uh, blossomed in USA. I mean, I, I know you put in some time before that, but uh, kind of coming to your own. With the opponents you've had, the spots you've been put in. I have, man. Burt Prentice has given me a, a crap load of fantastic opportunities. I mean, nowhere else in this country would I have been able to wrestle Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, and Doug Gilbert all in the same year. And uh, last year you actually got an opportunity to main event against Jerry the King Lawler in Bolivar, Tennessee at your own high school. What kind of unbelievable dream is that for a kid that – to reach from, from Bolivar, Tennessee. I mean, that's, that's pretty special. It had to be a great night for you. Man, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of those nights that I'll always remember, man. Uh, it, it was very special to me, like you said, not only being in my, my hometown, in my high school, but it was also literally two weeks after Gary Lawler had a stroke. 
so the fact that the man even still got out there to wrestle with me and entertain the fans has been an absolute lot. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Something happened, and uh, because I wanted to come there because I knew it was going to be something magical to see that match, see the dynamics, and know what was going on. But I wasn't able to make it. But I did see you a couple weeks, maybe a month after that, in Jackson, and uh, I think you were still about four (laughs) feet off the ground floating. So uh, I knew it was special to you. You didn't take that for granted. No, man. And it was one of those, man, that was awesome because my guidance counselor that I had even talked to about this in high school told me, you know, oh, don't waste your time wrestling. Nobody makes any money at it. And that same guidance counselor was the first one buying three or four shirts and a few pictures to put them up in the school. That's the moment you remember. Uh, that's understandable. Um, well, uh, now you're on the full-time roster at USA. That's uh, You take bookings elsewhere because I – now I got a video the other week of you up around WrestleMania events, and uh, I don't, you were you were all over the country. I guess you were on tour there. Uh, you do stuff outside, but you pretty much call USA your home, don't you? I do. Uh, I mean, it, it, what better place to call home, man? It, it's in my opinion, it's the absolute best independent professional wrestling company in the state of Tennessee. Um, they've given me opportunities to go work several different areas. I'm in Cleveland next week. Uh, we had our TV show airs up there, and I ended up getting a call from a promotion that wanted me to come work. And uh, this this thing that Burt Prentice has got going on is is something incredibly special. And uh, it's uh, built from the ground up, built with his heart, built with a lot of sweat of all you guys, uh, giving it to all the fans and being consistent. Um, it, you held it is, man. Titles, Somebody puts a, a USA title on you. Uh, that's a vote of confidence. That's a real report card. It is, man. I look at the heavyweight title for USA is equivalent to what the Southern heavyweight title used to be. Absolutely. Um, you've got guys all around, even still to this day, Lawler's going after the belts. Doug Gilbert's our former champion. Now, uh, you know, I saw that. Uh, I don't know if you've got an update on information. Uh, last thing I heard was uh, Doug Gilbert had been stripped of the belt, and there's a tournament in preparation for that belt. I saw a clip of uh, the whole dressing room emptied out, including you, uh, laying claim to they were definitely wanted to be in the tournament and they were going to take the title. And uh, uh, any update on, on the town or when? Or? Uh, I don't have an update on that yet. Uh, last I heard, it might be June first, but that's a big might. Um, uh, if you saw that clip, man, and I, I, I'll say it now on this podcast. Like I said it then, that heavyweight title is nobody's mind. I never had my rematch for it. And if anybody's going to take that title home, it's going to be me. These fans want it more than I do. I can promise you that. If you saw that clip, you heard it when I walked out. These fans want me back as heavyweight champion. And I saw a lot of young, hungry, hungry guys out there wanting to enter that tournament from USA. But uh, uh, I know Bert's phone's ringing off the hook uh, with people from different areas that are going to come take a shot at that tournament. Never know who. Yeah, man. Like I, I was real surprised to see guys like the next level Josh Matthews coming in for this tournament or guys like Brian Idol, you know, or Draven Lee, you know, guys that have made their mark all around the country. And and they don't come to USA Wrestling just because they want to. They come because they know that that's what it means and what it's represented in the business. And uh, it's a place to be and a place to, to obtain it. I mean, like you said, you can say you were a former, right now, today, before the tournament, you're former USA heavyweight champion. 
And when you go somewhere, that does carry weight. Recognition and, and credibility. It does, man. And, and the one thing I did say on that, in that little, uh, the little interview. around here. We done whooped them all, brother. And if they lined them up now, we could do it again. If you took the road warriors, Jerry and I could whoop them. If you took the Freebirds, Jerry and I could whoop them. If you took the Rock and Roll Express, Jerry and I could whoop them. We whooped Joe LaDuke, Jean-Louis, the Valiant Brothers. We done whooped them all. We could beat the Fabulous Ones. We could beat the Sheep Herders. We could whoop everybody, brother. Now, I know some people say, well, he's bragging today. He's all fired up. Yeah, but if you've got something good, you tell the peoples, brother. The King and the Superstar, when they're on, Jack, they're the best there is. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> Can I say something? No, you can't say anything until I'm done talking. All right, you can say something now. I changed my mind. You can't say anything. Never should have been in the ring with him to begin with. I told you. I told you. Shut up. You might learn something. I told you. I told you. Shut up. You might learn something. That was one of the most unethical things I've ever seen in my 50 years in wrestling. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. I can talk louder than you can yell. Now, this is the match that everybody's wanted, Lala, because it's going to get rid of you. Now, you ain't going to come here next Saturday with your head shaved. You're going to leave Memphis. Now, that's the one everybody wants. Now, Lance, let me recap you on the little deal. I was the underdog against Leroy Brown. Yeah, got to say that. I didn't think I was going to win, but I was going there to fight my heart out, and I won. I beat him twice. Then come out the king himself. I'll beat you, you little jerk. I'll beat you, you little clown. But you didn't, did you? I was underdog in that match. I didn't know I was going to win either, Lola, but I was going to give you a hell of a fight for it, and I did. And I beat you for $2,000. Okay, you come back crying. Another $2,000, Dundee. You've never seen that much money. Well, you might have been right, but then I got $4,000 of your money. Okay? Now, he wants to wrestle again. I'll put the Cadillac car up, put up the money, Dundee. Okay, I did. I didn't have a Cadillac car, but I got one now, and it drives real good. back. He was embarrassed. He didn't have a Cadillac car. Jerry the King Lawler hasn't got no Cadillac. The little runt's got it that he calls it, right? So, unfortunately, the way you cheated Orndorff out of the belt, and you got the belt, okay, that's all you had, Lawler, so you got down on your hands and knees, and you put the belt on the line. And there it is, folks. The superstar's got the belt now, Lawler. So what? I didn't want no part of you, Lawler. I didn't want nothing from you, Lawler, because you haven't got nothing left. But what does he do? He says, I'll put my hair on the line. This is his idea, not mine. But Lala, I'll take the hair just like I took everything else from you. Because I'm going to be the champion a long time. And this is the match that's going to get rid of you, Lala. Because you ain't got enough guts to come out here with a bald head and tell the people how pretty you are. You haven't got what it takes. Now, Lala, you think you're a fantastic drawer. And I'm not taking nothing off you. You are, brother. But I got a friend that can draw. And I know you got your beady little eyes glued back there. We'll just keep them glued to the screen. Because I'm going to give you a preview what you're going to look like with no hair, brother. What do you got, Billy? Right here, brother. <laughs> Shine in on this. Ball. Jerry Lawler Ball. That's what you are, brother. That's what you're going to look like. Oh, hey, let's turn it around okay. with the camera over there. That's right. I was the under... Lawler, the thing you don't forget, I was the underdog in every match. And I'm probably still the underdog 
But you're going to be bold, brother. I like going to be dead, one of the two. Thank you, Larry. Okay, Billy Dundee. All right, if you're all out there and you're looking for a new roof, why don't you give Baker Roofing a call at 901-574-7775. And if you call that number, tell them the superstar told you to call, you'll get 10% off your new roof. But, uh, all right, uh, so Bam Bam Bundy's latest claim. He's got his sights set on the Internet USA Heavyweight Tournament. It should be coming up in the, the next month or two, and uh, it's going to be a people from all over the country and a lot of hungry people so you got your work cut out for you buddy i do man there's a lot of fantastic talent and i i hope that i can make it all the way to the end and be back to being rightfully where i should be which is the heavyweight champion i uh, i feel sure that you uh, uh a lot of eyes are gonna be on you uh but i, I believe there's gonna be a special set of eyes and, uh, we're gonna be proud of whatever your efforts are and, and uh, sad that brian christopher be very proud of uh, the accomplishments you've made you know, in the last year. And, uh, he wasn't around to share with you. And I know that's been a hard year on you. It has, man. And, and I'm just sitting here, you just saying that gives me goosebumps, man. Uh, I, I do a lot now because I am the only guy Brian ever claimed to train, and I feel that I have a lot. I have a lot that I have left to do for his legacy. Well, I won't mention no names, but uh, I'll say something that's probably uh, ugly right now. Um, yeah, you're the only guy that doesn't have to go around and claim a lot of things because it's just what it was part of your life. Uh, there are some people out there that make a lot of claims and just trying to get a rub off of somebody who was special and had a fan base and, and uh, a lot of friends and family that miss him. And uh, you don't have to ride or, or make yourself important off of that because it was just part of your life and part of the truth of your relationship. And uh, Okay, I won't mention anybody. It's a jackass loser, but okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, anybody else that does that knows, man. Uh, I, I drove 500 miles just to beat up somebody that claimed false claims. Yeah, and then, you know, that was, yeah, that was kind of a special night, too. Uh, um, if anybody can maybe find a clip on that. Uh, it's a start on uh, uh, evening things up, but I don't know. Uh, it had to relieve some, some stress and some, some anger or frustration on you. Um, to let somebody know that they weren't going to get away with uh, being fraudulent and scamming. And they can go back to Alabama and do that where they're, they're from. Uh, right. Like, I'm not going to put the jack – I'm not going to put the jack uh, jackoff name over but I, I think he learned his lesson that night because I hadn't heard anything. He out did of quite, yes, yes, sir. He, uh, I think he uh, thought he's not. I never said he was stupid. Uh, he went tuck tail and uh, yeah, did disappear back into the underbelly of the world. You're, you're right about that. I think they may be in one peak, and he, but but he was hardened, very heavy and strong on the, the bullshit. And uh, yeah, you're right. After that, he thought it best to pack his bags and go back home and uh, shut up. You know, shut up. Yeah. Like I said, it, 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 it takes a lot when you turn somebody purple in a corner. Yeah. Uh, he had to uh, be confused about what the hell was going on because uh, he's gotten away with so much. But, uh, oh, well. Uh, I don't think he was confused when I got in that ring, no, Rick. No, no, no. <laughs> I think he knew exactly. Yeah, he, 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 his eyes were open. Yeah, he, he was clear on, on the message. I just don't think he thought I was going to actually right. do it, man. And, and you know, and that goes back to this business, man. A lot of people say they're going to do things they don't do. Man, I will go to heaven and earth 
and fight any war for Brian Christopher, just as that man fought any war for me to keep me in this business. Um, before anybody says, well, that's not professional. No, that is what the profession's about. That's respect. Not about uh, taking advantage or getting over or throwing somebody a, a hard punch, but it's just about respect the business and take care of the business and take care of each other. And he wasn't doing that. Um, exactly. But uh, Now, uh, what about you traveling all over the country and your bookings? Uh, you said you were going to, uh, I know you were going to go to, other parts of Tennessee, but uh, what about this New York trip? Man, the New York trip was absolutely fantastic. Uh, with Brian being what he was to me, I was fortunate enough to link up with the same uh, professional wrestling agent as he had, a guy by the name of Mike D. out of Virginia. And uh, Mike D's taken real well care of me uh, since we Was you up there buying uh, $25 Cokes and $50 hamburgers? <laughs> I made them buy it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I I did get my very first slice of New York pizza, so I was happy. Okay, well, good. Um, and you've got plans. I, I know I've been seeing some uh, chatter on, on the internet, uh, and I I plan on being there too. But the gathering coming uh, up in the uh, third week of August in Charlotte, North Carolina, big event, big event, and uh, huge event. I'm I'm excited to be a part of that. And that's uh, a pretty big deal too, because uh, if you look at the the meat of the the content of the list, it's, it's guys that are a little bit older than you, a little different traveled. Um, so for a young generation to, to break through, to be there is a big deal. Most definitely, man. And, uh, you know, what it all boiled down to was I just with this gathering, I feel like guys like me and Kevin Zion aren't getting the recognition we deserve. And uh, we made that point very well known to Martin Amato at WrestleCon a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's the, that, that's the interesting twist. I won't give away anything. Or, uh, I know some things are developing, but uh, uh, y'all plan to be heard. Uh, I'm glad y'all got a platform to be there, but uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think you have any plans on them being uh, being quiet and being told what to do. So, uh, no, man, I never, took, I never took being told what to do very well. I'm just expecting whatever happens, uh, one way or the other, there's going to be an impact and a story to tell after the gathering in, in August in, in Charlotte. Make, you and Kevin Zion make the, the trip there, but uh, the, the rest of the world is going to take notice whatever happens. <laughs> Most definitely. But, uh, well, I certainly appreciate Bam Bam Bundy visiting with us, and uh, uh, it's a pleasure. Um, one of the first, the, actually the first uh, younger generation guy that we've had on, and, and I plan to sprinkle some more in, and uh, probably uh, got a USA name in mind, but... Uh, uh, anything that you've got going uh, as far as a website or, or, or location that they can buy that popular t-shirt or any merchandise or man as far as a website no but what you can do is you can all you got to do on any device is type in bam bam bundy i'm the only one in the world find it send me a message tell me you want a shirt tell me you want a picture i'll get it sent out to you usually usually i have a two-day turnaround and you have it within five days when you order Did you uh, have a memory of, uh, I know you've been, uh, Bill Dundee has worked in and out of uh, the USA, so you've crossed paths, and uh, I know in, uh, recently in Middleton, Tennessee, and uh, I was there, and you guys interacted. Uh, what has been your impression of the superstar? I know you grew up watching him. So to... Man, I, I tell you this, man. Superstar Bill Dundee is one of the greatest talents I've ever had the pleasure of being in the ring with. Uh, 
one of the guys that got me more over in one match than I ever even dreamed of, and we did absolutely nothing. <laughs> Bill is Bill is one of the absolute greatest minds in this business. I am so fortunate anytime I get to share a ring with him, share a locker room with him. Uh, Bill's one of those that he tells you exactly how it is. Uh, I, I'll put this out there, and I, I don't know if Bill will like it or not, but I, I never – I was not a – Bill Dundee was not a fan of mine early in the business. Uh, Bill actually that. didn't like me at all. You've got to earn that one. And I, I will say that I, I feel now as if we may not be great friends, but I, I do feel that Bill has somewhat likes me, obviously, because he has me on his podcast. Um, I'll tell you what, you, you, this may be the only uh, uh, report card that, that I can help you with, but you crossed over. He didn't. Maybe a little harsh. He didn't believe you should be buying a ticket to get into wrestling. So there, if that, that's that's as close as you're gonna get to a uh, Adam hey, man. stamp of approval. So uh, that 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 that's all I need from Bill Dundee, <laughs> man. Um, but uh, well, growing up, were you a Dundee or a Lawler fan? Which one did you say? And we're all the same. But uh, you're gonna you're gonna hate me, but I was neither, man. Okay. Uh, I was actually a Jimmy Valiant fan. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a different twist. Well, the boy from New York City, man, he was so charismatic. <laughs> yes, he was. He, he brought life to everything he did. You know, Dundee and Lawler will always be great for their realism in the ring, but bringing that charismatic energy, nobody brought it like the handsome Jimmy, handsome Jimmy did. And the party inside and outside, and it was just, yeah, he, he brought it. Well, that's good. You're a handsome Jimmy guy. Okay. Well, uh. Any, any event that you've got coming up other than the tournament we need to watch for? Where can we find the USA TV program? You can find the US TV program on usanetwork.com. Okay. Uh, we, all of our episodes go up the next day after they air, usually on Sundays. Or if you can't get on there, you can find us on our, on our YouTube page, USA Championship Wrestling. Uh, we have a Facebook page that we also put the YouTube videos up on and all of our little clips. Uh, usually the YouTube videos are up on Monday and the network TV shows are up on Sunday. Good deal. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I'll be watching. Uh, if that tournament, I definitely will make plans to be there because uh, uh, you get your hand raised. Uh, I want to be there. And uh, whoever is the champion, that's going to be a kick off the summer. It's going to be a hot summer. I'm sure Bert's got a lot of plans. So, you know, it might be climbing up the mountain and you're focusing on winning that belt, but uh, that's when the job's going to start. Bam, bam, brother. Most definitely, man. And I tell you, this this tournament, man, has got some stiff competition. Guys like Blake Christian, guys like Kid Wrestling, uh, my own partner, Brandon White, man. It's uh, it's a stack tournament, and I, I can't wait. Phenomenal talents, and uh, we'll be ready. Uh, maybe we'll, if, however it goes, I want to get you back on here and get an update. And uh, if you have that goal around your waist, um, it's going to be a tough summer because they're going to be coming at you, buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, you continue working hard and doing what you were taught the right way, and it's coming to you, and I, I'm glad to see that. Thank you, Bam Bam, for being on here. Thank you, Rex, for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Give the superstar my best. Bill, what is your favorite town over the year? I know favorites for different reasons, but overall, what's your favorite town to go to work? Well, I like to go to Tupelo every Friday night because it was co- close coming into Memphis, and you can do the thing. And it was They were very nice to me in Tupelo, Mississippi. The people were 
and they bought a lot of pictures they said <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a good that that way and and the people were very nice to me and the people that run it were nice to me herman sheffield and his wife jean eddie marlin run it every friday so it, it was to me a good place to go a good deal there's tupelo shout out to tupelo mississippi Well, I, I just watched a, a honky-tonk, Wayne Ferris, interview, and he normally only shoots out negative things, but on this one he was a little bit more upbeat and positive, and he said the territory was down, Memphis was down a little bit, and him and Larry Latham came in, and the Blonde Bombers worked you and Lawler, and business was down, so Jerry Jarrett asked him, could y'all do something, ask all of you, could you do something a little unique or special or go a little wild in, in the town that night and happened to be Tupelo, Mississippi. How did that come about? Is that actually the one they still talk about today and swapping videos of the, the concession brawl? Well, the reason Tupelo, Mississippi was picked, Eddie Marlin owned the concession stand, him and Herman Sheffield, so if anything got broke or whatever, and we jumped over the concession stand a hundred times and nothing ever really happened. We got over the concession stand, and I don't really know Wayne Ferris, and they're cousins, you know, Jerry Lawler and Wayne Ferris are cousins. Right. I don't know if there's a lot of love lost there or not, but Lawler got over there, and there was a big jar of pickles, and he just picked it up and threw them at Wayne, and never, if they had hit him, it would have hit him, but he saw it coming, and he ducked, and it hit the wall. So then Wayne picked up something and threw it at Lalo. The next thing we have brooms and sticks and all kinds of things and we're fighting. So <clears throat> nobody set that up. It just happened. And 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 sometimes in professional wrestling, the things that just happen work the best. And that worked real good. But I think there was a little heat between Wayne and, and Lawler or maybe the whole families. I don't know. I never ever saw him hug and kiss and make up and do nothing. So I have no real idea, but Lotto started it by throwing the jar of pickles at his cousin. Well, uh, you know, uh, interesting that he was in Memphis and he made a few bucks down the road by dyeing his hair black and wearing some jumpsuits. <laughs> ah, yeah. Somebody must have made an impression on him. Jimmy Hart, all right, Jimmy Hart told me that they liked the gimmick in New York, but Bill Dundee was really too small for it. So Wayne Ferris dyed his hair black, bought a jumpsuit because he was six feet tall, and he became the honky tonk man. And he wasn't—he—he was—I mean, he was—he was good at it. He looked all right in the jumpsuit, but it was a second-hand. What would you say? It was a second-hand thought, I guess. Vince wanted a guy in a jumpsuit, and honky tonk fit the bill. So that's how that became about. Yeah, it worked out okay for him. Yeah, it worked out for him, and I'm glad he did. And, and, uh, right. Hey, uh, uh, KC, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, Bill just heard you put Lucky in his place. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, there are times when uh, I think I think Bill said it best. If we get the fat guy out of the chair, we'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... That you know that bringing Bill in to do commentary with us um, was, was such a pleasure, and I I really appreciate him coming in and doing that with me. And I I will tell you right now, I would much rather sit next to Bill any day of the week than Lucky P. Larson. 
And uh, most right, people, yeah. they'd rather watch that as well. So uh, I think most people would too. I couldn't make it to Springfield because my kid went to the doctor. That's what Matt said, and uh, and but uh, I hope I hope everything's okay with them. But uh, you may, you, you may. right. Hey, uh, uh, Casey, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, Bill just heard you put Lucky in his place. Uh, <laughs> well, you know there are times when uh, I think I think Bill said it best. If we get the fat guy out of the chair, we'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that you know that bringing Bill in to do commentary with us um, was, was such a pleasure, and I I really appreciate him coming in doing that with me. And I I will tell you right now, I would much rather sit next to Bill any day of the week than Lucky P. Larson. And uh, most people they'd rather watch that as well. So I think most people would too. Thanks. Bye. Sweet brown sugar.